Welcome, everyone. This is Matt Lang with First Class uh, Live Podcast, where we learn to thrive in life. Today, I got a special guest. Um, he's really going to bring it today. Um, just a, a lot can relate to our industry and just within mindset and how uh, just the fundamentals of life will, will carry your career and help you win the day, win the morning, win the week, win the month, win the year, win your life, uh, take control of your life. So I got Jonah Bradley. Um, he is uh, over JV1 Sports and Performance. He is a uh, college basketball coach. He's been a high school basketball coach. He played college basketball. So he's going to bring a lot of knowledge, um, a lot of mindset, and uh, help us really perform at a higher level, which I think we all need a little bit more accountability in our life. So if you just want to introduce yourself real quick and, and uh, kind of tell us a little bit about you, and then we can kind of jump in. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Matt. It's awesome to be here. Um, obviously, we were able to connect through a mutual friend in, in Byron Thompson, so I Got to mention that, first of all, yep. um, elite human being, yep. elite mindset. I've learned a lot from him, um, and he's I'm in constant communication with him. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to make a note of that. So, a little bit about myself. I uh, played college basketball all four years, um, started, had a pretty solid career at Nebraska Wesleyan, uh, transitioned into the coaching world. I was a high school head coach in Nebraska for four years. Um, I actually got my first high school head job at 24 so I was, you know, in a leadership position at a very young age, um, which I learned a lot from, learned from a lot of mistakes, uh, but just continually got better and better and better, pursued the uh, college coaching profession um, after my third year at Lincoln Southeast. And, you know, I've been here at Winona State in Minnesota, NCAA Division II school the last two years, um, which has been great. Uh, you know, I've learned a ton, um, but I've also, you know, found myself in the last two years a lot in, a, you know, you know, I'm now pivoting into the private sector with JB1 Sports Performance, uh, where I'm going to be running satellite camps, uh, private skill development and training um, in the basketball world. Um, but I've also, you know, really tapped into the health and fitness space, which is um, kind of my niche right now and where I'm found an extreme amount of passion for something I take very seriously and building a business with that. So that's a little bit about me. And, um, yeah, I love it. So, so you're, so I would say you're coaching college basketball. You're probably around a lot of pretty people that are high performers, you know, you know, um, you know, what separates, so you've went from high school to college and then now you're, you're, you know, coaching in the private sector, what separates, the people probably that are more kind of elite on a level versus ones that, that have the talent, they have equal talent, but they never make it to the next level. Yeah. I see this every day with just our team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a reason why, you know, one of our players is averaging 19 was an all conference, um, you know, first team all conference. And now he's transferring up to the division one level and it's, you know, it's the old cliche, are you interested or committed? And it's, it's a commitment level. Um, you know, a lot of guys are talented. They think they like the game, you know. Um, for the love of the game, they'll say all the time. But when it gets hard, like college basketball is not easy. It's a job. Um, and you really you find out quickly who's committed. And it's on the days when, you know, you necessarily don't feel like it. Because I would say 90% of the time, like your body's not going to be primed. Um, you're going to be fatigued. Uh, you know, practices, you're doing a lot of drills you necessarily don't that aren't very fun. Um, 
and you just find out the guys that truly love the work and are committed to the process. Um, and they, they separate themselves. They're in the gym by themselves, getting extra reps, you know. And like I said, especially on the days when they don't necessarily feel like it, they've learned to win those test days. Yep. Test days. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah commitment boils down to commitment. It's the same thing within our industry. The um, people that, that succeed, they're committed to doing the daily actions. Um, yep. no matter how they feel, they don't, they don't base their day off their emotions or if it's raining outside or if it's cold, you know, they know they've got to make, um, their contacts, you know, follow up with the people they need to follow up with, you know, send the mailers, do the things, um, fight through the daily adversity of not only through your work career, you know, your sports life, but you also got personal, uh, life, you know, that happens that, that also a lot of people let, um, drag them down and, and take over to their performance. And then they're also like their businesses and everything else. And it gets in the way, you yep. know, so commitment is um, key. And it's funny that you said that, cause I just came back from a conference and that was the uh, number one thing he talked about for two days on leadership was commitment. So that you mentioned one thing in there that I want to point out. Um, you said like the personal life aspect of it, you know, the transition from high school to college um, it's hard for a lot of kids. Like mm -hmm. you think back to high school, man, that's the easiest time of your life. Like yep. you got a, you got a roof over your head and meals are cooked for you. Like, I mean, let's be honest, high school classes are cake. Yep. You know, it's not, it's not very hard. Uh, you get to college, like you've got to learn to manage distractions now. Um, you've got to commit to, you know, a daily schedule. No one's telling you when to show up, where to be at what time, you know, how much to study, you know, so everything gets elevated courses are harder. Um, you're looking out for yourself now. And I, I see that with a lot of guys that can't manage distractions. You know, there's, yep. there's just the common college student that are, you know, pulling you to, you know, let's go out on the weekends yep. and, you know, they don't, they don't realize that, uh, you know, if they don't create a system throughout the week and on the weekends that they can, you know, repeat, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, then they just fall behind and they, and they never climb out of that hole. Yeah, it's a never, it's a, well, it's a never ending, you know, cycle of, of getting nowhere. The next thing you look up and you're 50, 60 years old and you're, you've gotten nowhere. Yeah. Of, you know, cause you know, when you're younger, you can kind of like going out, you, at least when I was younger, I could recover a lot quicker. If yeah. I were to go out during the week now, it would two or three days before I came back. Like you just take so much longer to kind of recover mentally and everything else. At least. And yeah, it's just the your, your momentum either working for you or against you. And, you know, I'm at the point where my momentum's working for me and I don't want to mess that up. Like, I, there's no reason to go out and celebrate anything, you know? Like, I just want to keep the momentum rolling and there's no reason to stop it in any way, shape, or form. So, yep. This simple flywheel effect, you know, once you got it going, the momentum going, it's turning and it gets easier and easier to keep it going. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So it's the same thing, man. Um, it's amazing how so much correlates, you know, to business and then sports or just in life in general. Just the simple things, you know, uh, the tiny hinges swing large doors, you know, in life. The small things, you know, move the needle. Not, the, you know, not the big sexy things that a lot of people think that change things. It's really the small, tiny habits that change your life. Right. It's the, you know, we talked about this when we first connected. The slight edge, man. Yep. The uh, easy to do, easy not to do. Yep. Uh, and those things really do add up. Like, you know, I read that book at least twice a year 
And every time I read it, like just, you know, it's just constantly on my mind, uh, easy to do, easy not to do, you know, something as simple as <laughs> you get done eating, putting a dish from the sink to the dishwasher, you know, and those are, you know, that might seem super insignificant, but that's the same habit as this is going to create, you know, big time success, even in the real estate game. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's big. Yeah. I mean, you know, today we're at the age of information. We're at the information age. We've got all the information we could ever want at our fingertips. Like, so people that succeed at a high level and people that don't, a lot of them, you know, complain about not having enough information and everything else. And we have all the information in the world. Let's take fitness, for example. Everyone knows and has all the information, how to lose weight, what they should be eating, what to, how to exercise, what to do. So it's not the information that is stopping us from, from reaching our goals there or living a healthy life. It's really just comes down to the, the commitment and the action we're taking. Yeah, you know? that's the big, you just said it right there. That's the big word is action. Like knowledge, is, knowledge is no longer power. It's, you know, the application of that knowledge and putting it into yep. action. Like yep. if you're not taking action, how are you ever going to make progress? You can't, well, you can't ever learn either. That's the problem. If you never take action, you never learn. Because most people are scared to fail, but failure is a great, the greatest reward in our life because it teaches us, you know, what not to do and what to do to succeed. Exactly. And it's, you know, and now that you say fail, fail, like the fear of failure, and I just finished up the cash flow quadrant. And oh, yeah. It talks about it towards the end, like the fear of failure just, well, what's the word I'm looking for? People get stuck. Paralyzed. You get paralyzed. You paralyzed. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you firsthand, I have no fear of failure anymore. Um, and I, it, and it's not something you just decide, oh, I'm not going to have any fear of failure. It's something that, you know, after overcoming some failures, you learn that it's part of the process. Yep. And, um, you know, that's probably what's carried me through the most in my, uh, you know, two and a half year journey of marathon training. Um, there's been a lot of failures. Yep in that and yeah it's actually part of the process i enjoy because you know you can either lose or you can learn that's right learn. yep so and i don't lose i learn that's right i love that that's the way i my philosophy is i don't lose i learn um I, if i had a superpower it's probably persistence my wife would tell you i'm probably the most stubbornest person you'll meet that, yep. that so that's probably my superpower is to persist you know to keep going and keep going and keep going never stop uh yeah you say superpower uh you know back to byron he sent me a a uh an instagram post that someone had posted and it was uh you know like it was talking about obsession and he said that's your superpower jb it's um and i i do believe that like when i truly commit to something i get obsessed and you know, I got to remind myself there's other people in my life, like my girlfriend sometimes she'll be like, Hey, will you like make some time for me today? Um, because yep. I just get so laser focused, like even with marathon training, like I, I want to, like I'm reading the oxygen advantage now. I want to learn, you know, is there a breathing technique that can make me a little bit better? Um, you know, what, uh, what fuel is going to give me that much more of an edge, you know, my, my stride length, my cadence, everything, all those minor details, I just get obsessed with, you know, can I get a fraction of a degree better um, in what I'm doing? And, you know, those, those small, those small fractions do add up to major success. I do believe that. 
No, hundred percent. That's what's that's that's what's the difference between average and greatness. You know, as it's the tiny tiny things and being obsessed. You know, I think oh, um, you might not be familiar with them, but if you're getting into reading, you know, Cash Cashflow Quadrant Kiyosaki, but you got Grant Car- Cardone, ten X baby, which he basically says you can be obsessed or you can be an average. You know, so, and that's the the reality of life that if if you're not obsessed in anything you're going to be average at best. Right. You know, and, yeah. um, that's, that's why I sent you that personality test that you, you know, you can learn a lot about yourself and kind of like your, um, flaws and, and it's really good to like self digest, like your personality and why you are the way you are, uh, and why certain people you just don't connect with because of their personality. And it's okay. And um, we can't be for everyone. I mean, I think that's a mistake we all make is trying yep. to uh, fit in everyone's box when it's it's not going to happen because of our personalities. You know, and then, like, when I learned, look and read my personality, I was like, yeah, that is me. And that's probably why I struggle in certain areas is because of, of my personality and that type of, of how I'm so driven. But I'm also really, really independent, and I want to push boundaries really, really hard. So I ruffle a lot of fetter, feathers that way, too. Cause, but it's because of my personality, um, how I want to succeed. Yeah, man, you said a few things in there that we need to touch on. So the, my personal belief is the number one key to success is self-awareness. Yep. So you, you said that, self-awareness, you know, knowing your own personality. Um, and I tell our basketball players that all the time. Like you've, like you've got to be extremely self-aware of what you're good at, what you're not good at, man. Like, um, and it's the same, you know, in the business world, um, you know, and there's things that I continually find out about myself that I'm not very good at, that I've got to work to get better at. But I also know at the same time, the things that I am good at, I'm going to focus on that and they're going to expand. Yep. Um, and then the second thing you said is like, um, you're not for everybody and that's okay. I'm fine with that. Um, you know, early in my coaching career, you know, I tried to get on along with every kid, um, every parent, every, I wanted to connect with every single person and, you know, basically, uh, drag them along the process of getting better every single day. And I realized like, that's not, not every kid wants it as bad as I do. Um, and there are kids that do, um, and that's, those are the ones I focused on. And when you start focusing on those top producers, that's when we got better. Um, because the other ones either got left behind or they decided to come along for the ride. So, yeah, that was those two things you said. I, I think those are highly important too. And now that I've kind of transitioned into the private sector, I, you know, I've even in recent weeks, um, I've connected with people. People have reached out and I'm just, hey, this isn't going to work. You know, like uh, I can't do it for you. You know, I'm here to guide you. You know, the light, the difference between a lighthouse and a tugboat, you know, there's that you know, a little fable, like I can guide you. I can tell you what you need to do, show you what you need to do, but I'm not going to do it for you. Like I'm not a tugboat and I can't pull you along and do the work for you. So the people that I get along with the most are the ones that are alongside working with me and I can just pour some fuel onto your fire, um, but you got to be willing to do the work first. So, and like we said earlier, you know, I'm here to create a pack of wolves, not hurt sheep. That's right. I don't, I don't say that in a demeaning way at all. That's just, uh, I know who I get along with and I know who I can push to get better. So that's right. Yeah. Just looking for people that are committed. 
you know, yep. you know, your commitment. And something that I've struggled with over the last, you know, couple months was that is, is wanting it more than they want it. Yeah. Like I want your, your success more than you want to be successful. And that even in coaching, I learned that is the most exhausting thing ever. Yep. And I, I just, you've got to manage your own energy and focus and, you can't, you can't want it more than them. Those are the ones that are just going to exhaust you and you're really, you're never, never going to make any progress. So I've learned to just let that go. It's nothing personal, but uh, there are people that do want it. And those are the ones I want to connect with. <clears throat> I love it. Love it. So much, so much relates probably to the last probably six months of stuff that I've been going to that I've finally just overcome. Understanding that is like, like you said, that is the most draining thing in the world is, yeah. is wanting it more than them. And wanting them to be successful more than they want to be successful, because you're you're constantly you're that tugboat trying to drag them along, drag yeah. them along, putting all your energy into it, and there is no results because they won't take any action on anything. That's for sure. So, love it, love it. Uh, talk about a little bit about like just the mindset. I mean, we've been talking about it because I I just think mindset is ninety percent of everything. Like yeah, just how you control your your thoughts on whether this was a negative thing that affect you or how do you spin that into a positive of, of, um, an outlook in life? I know, uh, you know, we met through Byron, me and Byron did a marathon together. We trained for a marathon together and, um, and, uh, it was probably like a month before the marathon. We ran the Marine Corps marathon together, probably a month before the marathon. He's in Omaha. I'm, I'm in Tennessee. He wakes up one morning. We always trained in the morning and, uh, it's just like pouring rain. And like, and Byron did an Instagram post about like having the opportunity to, to run in the rain and having the ability to control your mind and, and, and how this is a positive outlook. Cause we can't control the elements. We only control the process, the things we need to do. Yep. And then if you, if you sure enough, the day of the marathon is literally just pouring rain the whole time. I'm talking about as hard as it can the whole entire time. So, and it was kind of like a, a, um, I don't know what you would call it, but it's like well, a coincidence. Wow. It's like, we can't control it. All we can control is our effort and energy that we put into it. And the outcome is going to be what it's going to be. That's for sure. So, so back when Byron first started training for a marathon, um, and you guys ran that together, that was October. That was like, uh, September, October of 2019, right? Mm -hmm. Around that time frame. Yeah. Um, and that's when uh, I was super out of shape at that point. Like I was 35 pounds heavier than I am right now, um, not prioritizing health and fitness at all. Mm -hmm. So like to say that I've been this fitness freak, super in shape, training for, you know, sub three hour marathons, like I haven't always been that guy. And Byron was the dude that was like, uh, you know, you have more. And if, if you want to change this thing around, you need to do 75 hard. So I started 75 hard and what that has taught me, I've done it four times now, and kind of developed my mindset is that you've got to have you've got to have a zero options mentality. So, for example, uh, you know the day that it's raining, um, when I first started doing seventy five hard, I'd be looking at the the hourly forecast, like when is it going to be the nicest, you know, out so that I can go get my forty five minute window in outside. And I quickly realized, like, man, you you like you're still doing it, but you're still looking for the shortcut, yep. and you get, it's got to stop. Um, so like the biggest, um, 
uh, growth, probably the most amount of growth I've had is I started 75 hard on January 1 this year. And it was day six. I was in Bemidji, Minnesota. And I told myself, you know, like I'm going running in the mornings on every road trip. And I wake up, it's negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit, wind chills negative 46. And uh, this was literally the day after you posted um, the episode with Byron about burning the boats. Oh, yeah. And I went to bed that night and I literally texted Byron. I was like, bro, I'm looking at this hourly forecast. Tomorrow morning looks a little rough. And in my mind, I'm thinking, why am I even texting him? I've already burned the boat. I'm, I've made the decision. I'm doing my morning runs. I've got zero options mentality. I get up. I get that run done. It Honestly, it was really cold. But knowing that I did something hard um, and that nobody else was out there doing it was the most rewarding feeling when I got done. And so I, like that zero options mentality is huge for me. Yep. Like I know it needs to get done. And it doesn't matter the circumstance. I got to find a way. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, yeah, I, I love started. Go ahead. I love to burn the boats. Um, yeah, it's the mindset. Like, but even though it's we're always testing ourselves. Like, you know, there's probably like a little bit of you reason you text Byron is hoping he would say, "Oh, it's okay, man. Right, like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's cold out. I understand. We, we all understand. You can start it over. You know, next week start over. You know, it's okay." But, but just that the ability of, and I can assume, I'm pretty sure I know what he would say on that (laughs) text anyways, but, um, but the confidence you've gained in the mental toughness that you gained by going out there and do that, there's no amount of money in this world that could ever recreate that. None. And, uh, you know, so one of my 2022 goals is I'm going to complete, you know, the the entire live hard program. Mm -hmm. And Andy's 75 hard phase one, phase two, phase three with zero restarts. And so I was part of it. Like I committed to that. Um, and so I, you know, I burned the boat right there on January 1st. Like the, I don't have any other options, but to get this done, that is my 2022 standard. It gets done. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So it remind me again, what'd you just say at the end there? Um, I lost my train of thought. Because you touched on just about confidence, the confidence, oh, confidence. That it builds. Boom. I, I've been. This is one that I've been hitting on hard a lot with the Facebook group. Is confidence is in direct proportion with your consistency, man. I firmly believe that. Yep. Like, and if you're you, if you've made a commitment to get something done and you remain consistent with it, your confidence is going to be, you know, in direct proportion with that. And that's confidence is earned. That's, yep. um, a thousand percent. I believe that and you can't fake it. And so, you know, some people will say, you know, you know, there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. And I, I come off as a pretty confident person to most. And if that appears to be cocky or arrogant to you, then I, I automatically know that you're probably a person that doesn't work very hard because you don't understand where that comes from. And, you know, I don't say that to, uh, <laughs> you know, mean anybody but that's just the way it is yep so it is 100 i always say consistent action creates momentum momentum creates small wins small wins create bigger wins which create confidence which snowballs what did you post on your story yesterday it was uh i don't remember the exact phrase it was about consistency though it was uh oh inconsistent uh crappy inconsistent action beats perfect inconsistent action any day there's something like that boom 
yeah and when you posted that i was like um so my marathon coach our big thing is occasionally great or excuse me occasionally good wow i'm blowing this up consistently <laughs> good is better than occasionally great consistently good is better than occasionally great it's the same thing like yep. if you're great one or two times a week versus someone who's consistently good seven days a week it's i mean the comparison is not even in the same not even code. not even um well that inconsistently even if you have great days creates a burnout because it's starting you know the flywheel is starting stopping starting stopping starting yep. you can never create momentum because of that exactly yeah it just ties back to what we talked about momentum earlier yep. um you know and i know we've been talking about byron quite a bit but he his big thing is is it easier to work out three days a week or seven days a week seven um, seven man because if you work out three well you know the four days that you take off you're having to stop and restart again um so and when you're working out seven or whatever that habit is if you do it three days or seven days like you know it becomes a habit and it's harder not to do once you've got that momentum yeah it's if, have you ever read the book atomic habits yeah i have so Atomic Habits, he talks about, you know, it, it's really, you start becoming, you're becoming a person who works out, you know, every, yeah. this is just what I do in the morning. My stuff's laid out. It's ready. Yeah. Work out in the morning to win the day. You know, I read my pe- books in the morning, you know, I journal, you know, kind of like your morning routine. It's just what you do. And it's not that I have to go to the gym to work out. It's, this is what I do daily to get better. Yep. That's uh so we, we had a little book called last year. We read Atomic Habits, and I, I really like when he talks about like voting for that identity. Mm-hmm. So my big thing last year was I'm a morning guy, and you know you can't be a morning guy if you're not voting for that identity. So like you know the action that led me to be a morning guy was I start every day with a workout. Yep. Um, three fifty five out of three sixty five last year, uh, and it's I really like that. It's kind of how I phrase it other people too like you know whatever you want to be are your actions voting for that identity and if they're not then don't stop kidding yourself that's not really what you are striving to be well yes and it comes down to um you know people will say they want you know like i want to earn a hundred thousand dollars i want to earn five hundred thousand i want to earn um a million dollars well are you willing to sacrifice what it's going to take to do that are you willing to sacrifice or who is the person that you have to become to be that person that earns a million dollars a year? You know, cause that person ain't sitting on the couch eating Cheetos all day. You know, they're taking a lot of action. They're putting in effort. Um, they're sacrificing a lot to get that. So you have to become that person if you ever want to get there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so awesome. So if there's, I love to read books. Um, I used to not read books, but like later on in my life, it, I've, I've stumbled upon the power of reading books and how that can propel you, accelerate your growth, your mindset. Um, and just there's so much to learn from other people, all the people out there that's uh, went ahead of, and done it ahead of us. Um, yep. So we should, and we were discrediting ourselves and we're really not doing ourselves any favors by not learning from these people to accelerate our growth so we don't fall through the same mistakes that they felt through. Um, what is like one book that you've probably gifted the most out of any? Um, I mentioned the slide edge. Mm -hmm. That's my all time favorite. Um, but 
Relentless by Tim Grover. Mm -hmm. I have read so many times and it's crazy. Just the different takeaways I have every time I read it based on my perspective and where I'm at in my life. And, um, but the follow-up to Relentless, um, the sequel, uh, Winning. Winning. Yep. Man, I read that book and I remember just stopping in my tracks so many times and rereading the paragraph, rereading the paragraph. And there was two things in that book that really stuck out to me when I read it for the first time when he dropped it last year. You know, what, what have you really won in life? That one hit me because I was thinking back to, you know, what have I, I say win the day, but what have I actually won? Um, you know, and that one hit me hard. And then, you know, people love to talk about, you know, process versus outcome or however you want to phrase that. And, you know, people got to say, trust the process. And, you know, Grover's big thing is, you know, if you don't win, if you don't get the outcome that you desire, you know, is the process worth it? Or is your process leading you to your desired outcome? And so those two things have really stuck with me, uh, you know, in building a business and my marathon training and my personal life. Uh, and so I, if you have not read Winning, man, like that book is uh, a game changer. Like it's uh, it's a different, it's not for everybody for sure. Um, but he, some of the stuff he says in there is next level elite. It'll be, it'll be for people that relate to you. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just what I love about reading stuff like that is, uh, you know, finding the people that I do relate to and having those conversations like, uh, with people that are on the same wavelength, because, you know, you, you say you put two minds together, you create a third mind and just, mm -hmm. um, it's cool to have those compare the takeaways and, um, you know, just being able to rate relate to somebody else that sees it the same way. 100%. I love he, um, you know, you'll hear people say, like, just showing up's half the battle. Like, people showing up, and he's, like, showing up is none of the battle. Exactly. <laughs> if you can't show up, you might as well quit. That's <clears throat> that's probably one of the biggest, um, like we talked about with 75 Hard, that's one of the biggest adjustments I made. So the first time I did 75 Hard, I showed up. Mm -hmm. Now, I got it done, but was my work intentional? And so that is my big... Uh, one of my big focus areas and you know things that I talk about with people that I work with with their fitness and nutrition is you know it's not enough to just show up like you the work we are doing is intentional because that intentional work is leading you to that desired outcome yep. and so it's the same thing like with marathon training you know if I just go out and run every single day with no training plan can I show up on marathon day and complete the race probably yep. but for where I'm at now, you know, I'm, I'm training to qualify for Boston. I ran 307 last year at Duluth, um, you know, going sub three this year. You know, there's got to be a very detailed process and I got to show up with intention every single day, you know, to win that workout because I know that stacking those wins is going to lead me to actually performing and running a sub three hour marathon. Now, where Grover would come in and winning and say, well, if you complete that process and you don't run sub three, was it worth it? Uh, and that's where you've got to, 
you know, it ties back to sometimes you lose and sometimes you learn. You got to choose to learn in that situation. But uh, I also know at the same time, like if I continue to remain intentional, I am going to get my desired result. And that's going to be the win that I'm striving for. So I'm just careful with people that say process versus outcome because your process has got to be super intentional. Yep. Yeah, I think the intent, you know, there's got to be more intent Um, because you can – you know, you fake it till you make it, you know, and that's really what you're doing. If you, you know, at some point, if you're just kind of showing up and you're barely getting by, like you barely get by the marathon, you know, yes, that might've been your original goal just to complete it. But how about you give it another go and, be, and have some intent behind like giving it your all. Right. I, and I'm sure it's the same thing in real estate. Like you're not just, you know, completing deals just to complete a deal. There's intention in the deals you're completing. Um, as part of your system, you know? I mean, uh, you gotta be intentional every day. I mean, every day you start at zero. So you right. gotta go out and earn somebody's business every single day. Yeah. So I like that every, I like that. Starting yeah, so at zero I mean, every day. It, I mean, that, and that's the life of an entrepreneur. Like you've gotta go out and be intentional about earning someone's business every single day. Cause there's no guaranteed paycheck. Like if you're a W2 employee, you can just okay. show up and fake it. And, and, and most employees are what they're doing. They're just showing up and, and getting through the day, getting their check and leaving versus as an entrepreneur, you have to show up and be intentional about trying to find somebody to earn their business. Right. And yeah, there's no such thing. Every day. No such thing as autopilot in that world. No. So, which is cool because there's no ceiling and you, you know, and that's, you know, people with the right personality, you know, that's what they crave, you know, is opportunity yeah and in the competition and can i you know accelerate can i innovate you know what can i do you know to change kind of the industry change you know the the outlook of how we look at things and how things are done because with technology everything's changing so rapidly now so the the we've always done it this way is a dangerous phase you know and a dangerous words that's going to put you out of business very quickly if you're not careful absolutely Yeah. And that's why I'm drawn to, you know, what I'm doing now is, you know, as a high school coach and teacher, like no matter how hard you work, you're only going to earn so much. Um, And I showed up every day. I was the best. I say this confidently. I was the best chemistry teacher in that building. Um, And I knew it, but you know, teacher next door has 15 more years of experience. So they're going to make more than me. Um, And, you know, so I, I like where you're at. You know, we're starting at zero every single day. And if I work hard, I'm going to get rewarded for it. Yep. And there is no ceiling to that. So, uh, yeah, that's, as Grover would say, man, those are the wins you're chasing. Yep, 100%. Well, Jonah, I appreciate your time. I know you got to go. It, can you let everyone know how they want to get a hold to you, how they want to follow along your journey, how they want to be, if they want to kind of um, help get coached on their fitness level, if they need that, or just kind of like talk to you in mindset. Uh, I know I like following you because it, it's it helps me with my consistency and the mindset, and it also helps that there are a lot of people out there that are are similar to me on the way I think and do things. And I know that sometimes when we're kind of in our own little bubble, we feel like we're unique uh, and yeah. different. Yeah. So, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Um, I really enjoy these conversations. Uh, to get a hold of me. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, and I believe, you know, the only way to lead is to lead by example. So, you know, go give me a follow on there. It's coach JB one. 
So coach JB, the number one, uh, that's me. And, uh, yeah, you'll see my story I'm on there daily. Um, trying to post more and just, you know, continue to build my own brand. But in my Instagram handle, there's also my, uh, link tree, um, to join our private Facebook group where we've got a ton of like-minded people, uh, Matt included, uh, where we, <clears throat> you know, right now we're completing an eight week challenge, but it's, uh, it's a really good group. Um, just like-minded individuals. And also in that link tree, there's uh, you can work with me one-on-one -on -one in the, uh, in the first form app and I'll, uh, help you get to the results you want in the, in your health and fitness. And our, my mission and the mission of our group is to help you find the next best version of yourself. That's what I'm committed to on a daily basis. So if that's something that piques your interest, tap in coach JB one, and I'd love to work with you. Love it. I love it. Yeah. He will not disappoint. I can promise you that. Give him a follow, <laughs> reach out to him so he can help you accelerate your life. And I appreciate all y'all watching. If you like, uh, like this, just like, subscribe, leave a comment on how we can be better and uh, how we can help you out in your life too.